This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode of Creepy is presented by Patreons Nate Stephenson and Taylor Jenkins. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash creepypod. Or for alternative methods of donating, please visit creepypod.com slash support. This is Creepy. A podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents The Bad Days Day 23 9-17-10 Credited to Bongwater Snowman A couple of months ago, I began my classes at Chico State University. As I was preparing for my freshman year, I was able to find everything I needed, except for a laptop. Not exactly very good at letting a dollar go for something. Especially when I could find that something for less. I scoured the internet for good deals on laptops, finding none that suit my frugal habits. Classes were only two weeks away and I was becoming desperate for a computer. Several days later I saw an ad in the newspaper for a laptop that was being sold for only $600. And not too far from where I live. It was a very nice Dell laptop too. 
seeming odd that it was being sold for almost $1,000 less than store price. I drove to the seller's address the following day. The house was further out in the city, butting up to a dense forest. Outside of the house was an old Chevrolet, a mess of old signs and other various vintage-looking items. I rang the doorbell, and a thin man in a flannel jacket came to the door. When I asked about the laptop, he looked almost relieved, and told me he was ready to sell it immediately. Luckily, I came with cash in hand, and after proof of good condition, I went home with a new computer. Excited to have my first self-bought laptop, I powered it up and began uploading my programs and applications onto it. Upon searching the hard drive, I found a folder hidden away on it, which was odd because the man selling it told me the memory had been wiped clean and ready for a fresh start. The folder was titled 91710, presumably a date. I opened the folder, revealing six videos and three pictures. Curiosity got the best of me. I decided to watch the videos. The first video was simply titled 001. The video was shot from a shaky camcorder inside of a vehicle, recording a woman walking out of a bar and getting into her car at night. After a couple of seconds, the woman drove off and almost immediately, the person recording the video began to drive after her. The video ended after 24 seconds. It almost seemed like the cameraman had been waiting for the woman for a while. Come to think of it, I wasn't too alarmed by this at the time, just a little unsettled. I opened the next video file, titled 002. I assumed that this was the next part of the first video, and my assumption was right, as it began with the camera on top of the console facing out of the windshield. It was raining now leading me to believe that this was a short while after the first video ended. I could barely make out that the vehicle, two cars ahead of this one, was the same car that the woman at the bar left in. This went on for an unsettling 47 seconds before the camera cuts out. I began to get a little nervous, fearing that this might take a turn for the worst. But, as if I was watching a television show, I wanted to see where this was headed. Not totally concerned yet, I decided to press on. The third video was, of course, titled 003. This was the one that got me officially concerned. The clip began from the same shaky hands as the first clip. It was now pouring rain outside of the car, and I could barely make out a figure in a fur coat with an umbrella walking to the front door of a house. I could only assume who this person was and whose house this belonged to. The figure entered the house and closed the door. The following stillness greatly unnerved me. The only thing that could be heard was the sound of rain dumping on top of the car. After roughly two minutes of this nerve-wracking nothingness, the lights inside the house cut out. Another minute or so went by before the camera was placed onto the console again, and the sound of a person exiting the car broke the stillness. After the car door quietly closed, another figure, this time hooded, could be seen walking towards the house. I began to feel a knot tightening in the bottom of my stomach as the stranger walked around to the back of the house. Whoever this person was, they definitely weren't supposed to be there. After another couple of seconds, the lights of the outside of the house cut out. It was pitch black, 
and only the rain alerted me that the camera was still rolling. The camera ended after about nine minutes of rain and darkness. I was now pretty sure that this was not an innocent little project or anything of that nature, and I began to feel stupid for not checking this laptop seller's credibility. Was this person stalking the woman, the same person I met with earlier? Throughout the whole experience, I had a dormant thought in the back of my head to call the police, but I wasn't ready just yet. Reluctantly, now I began the fourth video, 004. It was dark again, but the rain had stopped, and I was left with only silence. Not long after the clip began, I could make out the sound of footsteps on gravel, getting louder as someone was approaching the vehicle. The car door opened and the dome light was turned on, and I could tell that the camera was now on the floor of the car, pointing up towards the roof. I heard some fumbling in the background, and a sudden thump sounded from the back of the trunk. An arm abruptly obscured the camera view, and a large tarp could be seen being pulled out from the car. I had only one scenario running through my head, and I hoped that it wasn't true. The person picked up the camera and put it back onto the console and began to back up. They drove for a good three minutes before parking in a branched off road and exiting the car to work on the load they were carrying. Six minutes after, the car was moved again to a different location and the camera was picked up and carried underhand away from the car. I could see now that it was the same shit bucket truck that was in front of the seller's house. I was about ready to call the cops on this creep when the camera turned towards the house. It was a completely different house than the one I visited. I was a little relieved by this, though it didn't prove anything. As the fourth video came to an end, I was wondering whether or not I was prepared to see what came next. I could only hope that this was a prank, or at least had a happy ending. 005 began inside the house. It was extremely dark and the only thing I could make out was a figure that would occasionally walk in front of the camera. It was also quiet for the first few moments, minus the occasional barking of a dog outside. Eventually a small sound started to appear. The small sound escalated to a loud muffled scream. Shaking and struggling sounds became more apparent as time went on, as well as crying. A light abruptly came on and the camera was lifted and panned to the center of the room, revealing a beaten and bloody woman tied to a chair. From what I could make out, this was, in fact, the woman from the bar. The camera zoomed in on her face for what seemed like an eternity before stopping. I couldn't believe this was happening. The original hope that this was a movie or something like that had long since diminished. With only one video remaining, I was beginning to fear for my own safety. I locked my door, closed my blinds, and pushed onward. I began 006 with a small hope that this woman was still alive, and that I could have her saved. The final installment of this horror show began in a bathroom setting. The camera was placed on the counter facing a mirror in which I could see a door. The only sound I could make out was a familiar sound that destroyed my hopes. Power tools. I sat in front of the screen for what felt like hours before the sound stopped. More silence. Then heavy footsteps accompanied by what sounded like something being dragged. The doorknob turned and the door was pushed open. 
Out of the darkness of the rest of the house appeared a middle-aged woman dressed in what I can only describe as lab attire, sporting a respirator and a pair of long rubber gloves. This, for some strange reason, gave me a small amount of relief. In the reflection, the woman struggled to drag something to the bathtub. As she hoisted it into the tub, I could see it was a large black garbage bag. I felt like I was dreaming. It was like I was watching a horror movie unfolding on the screen. She lifted the bag up to the tub, now empty, except for whatever entrails it still dropped out. She picked up the camera and placed it on the ground, facing the tub. On the floor in front of the bathtub was an assortment of corrosive substances and several other empty containers. The woman began to dump the liquids into the tub, which was followed by an awful, awful noise that I can only describe as pop rocks mixed with coke. The video ended and I was left bewildered and panicked. I finally opened the pictures. The first was a picture of the truck. The second was a picture of the girl tied up before she was beaten. The third picture brought up a corrupted file notice. Maybe that's a good thing. I managed to keep the two pictures before I handed the laptop over to the police. I was reimbursed my $600, along with a bonus. Apparently the victim was a young girl of the older woman's ex-husband. The older woman was arrested almost a year before, but was freed of all charges due to lack of evidence. The ex-husband was incarcerated instead. I guess this was a missing link. I hope this has solved any unanswered questions. Although, I'm not sure who the man in the flannel jacket was, or how he got a hold of the laptop, or how he owns the same truck as the murderer. I guess I'll just leave that to the police. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at CreepyPod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. 
They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.